we believe that if we give people more options, we'll make more money. And the op- it couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser. Where we teach you to salon differently. After years of searching, we finally found a software that does it all. Introducing Aura Salonware. With Aura, you have the simple tools to streamline your business, such as a card on file, settings for hourly pricing, and even station sharing options. Implement communication boundaries with clients by interacting directly through Aura. Finally, a software that takes your business as seriously as you do. If you're interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com slash DTH to receive special discounts and promos. As a hairdresser, I know the struggle of managing your back bar, and that's where our friends at SalonScale come to play. While you weigh your products with their app, SalonScale automatically tracks your products used, making inventory management a breeze. Not to mention they also save your formula. They are a digital solution for back bar management, and they really make it easy. You know we're both big on knowing your numbers, and SalonScale does just that. Visit salonscale.com slash DTH and use the code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off your first year. So I watched this masterclass. We're like, me and my wife are obsessed with masterclass right now. So am I. Is I it really it, masterclass? Or are you watching masterclasses? Ma- it is the masterclass the app. app. Okay. And they are masterclass. Yes to both. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's because like she hates TV, but I love watching something at the end of the day I because I want to get like, I need something not, all I do is talk and talk about other people. I absorb so much like yeah. as a coach. And a business owner, it's like I just want to zone out. And so I compromised and she's like, oh, well, we'll watch Masterclass. And I've actually like fallen in love with it. And it's really exciting. And there was one guy, his name was Daniel Pink. And he was talking a lot about marketing and advertising. And he talked about this concept called the empty chair in your business. And like it came from like you're in a conference room. They always leave an empty chair because that empty chair is the person you're marketing to. That person is like who you're talking to. So like in a corporate setting, you, I imagine like all these people that are working on a project, when they're like, well, what would the viewer think? They look, they're looking at the empty chair and it got me thinking, like, what if we did that in salons? I, what if the viewer is a ghost? What if the viewer was a ghost? And- Ghosting. Um, <laughs> because I, so many salons don't think about who they're supposed to be talking to. Their voice is missing on social media because they forget that they're talking to clients or other hairdressers they want to hire. And recently we went to Premiere and I'm a crazy person. And I started looking up all the salons that were featured in the magazine. Do you remember that? Yes. And I was going to their websites and I was like, every one of these websites is so complicated that the only person that would understand it would be a hairdresser. And that is a prime example of not looking at the empty chair, not looking at the client. Well, that's perspective. I mean, there's so much here. We talked about it at Premier too. Like, some we were taught by retail companies mm-hmm. that we have to educate the client on everything, everything, every, which got us into a pickle. Yeah, and that is so not true. I give everyone permission. You don't have to educate people on everything. Right now, we have someone working on our sound and our video. I do not need to know how it's working. Mm-mm. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But for some reason, we as hairdressers have been told that we're supposed to tell someone exactly how we're going to do it, 
how we're going to get there, how we're going to achieve it, how to maintain it, how to... Blah, blah. And it's like some of those things, yeah, it's okay, like, I get some of it. Like, I get showing people how to style their hair. But, you know, also at the same time, stop giving people haircuts they can't style. Yeah. That's also something... Be we, real. Be truthful. Just because someone wants something doesn't mean they should have something. Exactly. And I... But I think what's interesting about the empty chair and, like, thinking about who you're marketing to is hair uh, salon owners have a lot of empty chairs. And literally. They, literally. This and, isn't even like a, you know, a practice of thinking. It's funny because when you told me about this empty chair idea with this from this person, I Daniel thought Pink. it was a salon owner. I was like, oh, yeah, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's a Mm-mm. corporate guy. But I, I think what's funny is this concept that hairdressers, excuse me, and salon owners tried to explain, over-explain, over-educate, and you can see it, like you said, in their websites. You can see it in their Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can see it in their captions. You can see it in their fucking video. I mean, it's like everything has become educational. Yeah. For no reason. We're not, we don't have to, we're artists, not educators. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, if you are an educator, cool, but I, I don't know where this got confused. Yeah. I know so many people disagree. You have to show them how to blah, 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 blah. Like what, The sh- only reason that was created was to sell retail. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're showing them how to use the products to restyle their hair. The, but you also are, like, it's hindering them because they're not, they're trying to mimic you, someone that is trained in it, versus just feeling the flow of their hair, feeling what works best for them, trying things out, experimenting. Well, Instead, they're going to buy the exact brown brush, the exact tools that you use the exact and they can't do it. and they can't do it and it's wasteful and then they they kind of get like it doesn't work for them but so it's here's really the important reality to, like, is that we were taught it doesn't matter if they can't do it what matters is they bought the things you said exactly and that's where it's harmful and that's where i think we're what is with the we have the is, co- you know what i'm sorry we have the coffee burps <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it it's just coming out yeah um what like that's the thing that like people aren't that's why it's so important to think about like what what would the what would the ideal person that's sitting in my chair want to see? One of our coaches said it recently. She actually realized that when she changed her website, and the website was very graphically exciting and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful website, but it was an artist's website. And the reality is, is that it wasn't necessarily easy to navigate. And she realized that her numbers were going down and that she was getting feedback of like, I don't even know where to find your services. It's so complicated. So she created a simplified website to do that. If you make me click more than three times, I'm out. Yeah, same. Same. It's not just for hair. Yeah. It's for fucking anything. Any service that I'm booking or appointments. There's one place I go, or I used to go to get massage. I don't go there anymore because this issue. You go to their website and you have to find the booking link and you have to find the service, then you got to find the person to have the... I mean, it is so fucking complicated. And then you got to make an account. Oh my God. And then it has to be quadruple verified. And That empty chair, I don't care who the client is in that empty chair, no one wants to make an account. No one wants for to. For anything. Yeah. The minute someone I, says they sign actually, up... Actually, I lie. I will make an account after I've had the service because I have... Correct. I want to be a part of it then. But before, when I haven't even met you, I'm not making an account. <laughs> So I can get your email blast when I'm I don't love you yet. Yeah, I the whole like make an account thing, especially unless it's like because we're going to store the credit card or whatever. But beyond that, don't make people sign up for shit. And I think too the websites that 
salon websites suck. Awful. And half of them, I couldn't even find their Instagrams. I couldn't find where to email someone if I had a question. I don't know where. They don't put their address on <laughs> some of it. So you don't even know where it is. Yeah. It was shocking. And then I would see people's social accounts. There was no location, no link to book, no... I was like, I, don't, I know you do hair, but I don't know where you are. I don't know how to get in touch with you. It literally, like, your DMs have an automated response that you're not going to get back to me those. on. And it's kind of like, what are we doing? And it's because we're overcomplicating as hairdressers what we think these people want. And the reality is they don't want any of that. They want simplicity. And that was a big portion of why we... That's part of the reason that we really press hourly pricing. When you go to... Clients want to know, you said it, how long they're going to be in your chair and how much it's going to cost. That's it. They want a direct link to book with you. It books. They got the secure spot. It's simple. I mean, they should be doing this in less than a minute. Yeah. The people that are struggling with making the simple are hairdressers, salon owners, not the client. Mm -hmm. The client is craving it. The client's already there. They, like, it's even true, like, when I think about ordering food to, like, the apartment, I... I will always go to where there's this thing on Seamless or Grubhub where you can just reorder. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Even if I don't want it. Yeah. Because I don't want to make choices. I know I like it. I know it's there. And I, I think too, it's like, for those of you out there that maybe are listening or like, you're not, this isn't connecting with you. I hope you hear it. Because the reality is this is the future. Like, these are the generations that you need to be focusing on and how they respond to your businesses. And I guarantee you, if you feel like you've had a lull in your bookings or something like that, change your website, simplify your service menu, break it down, make it accessible, make it have like two buttons on the whole site. Yeah. I mean, you don't need all of that. Literally, like the best websites are the ones, especially with the hourly pricing, where you go cut or color, right? And you're like, well, sorry, I'm saying that backwards. When you go to a website and you go cut or color and they're like both, one or the other? Yeah. Do I go to this person, that person? But when you switch to hourly, it's like, how much time? Mm -hmm. And what I like about hourly on a website is that it'll be like one hour and then it'll show you the services. Underneath that, that description. That fit into an hour. Yeah. Two hours, it'll show you the description. And people are always like, well, what if they book wrong? They already, they book, already wrong. book wrong. They book wrong when it's a I service. I love that fight. They're like, well, what if they book the wrong amount of time? They already do. <laughs> they already do. You have a better chance of them booking the right amount of time yep. over the right service. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, you... Some of our coaches even have like, like I think I think it's Coach Jamie. It says like, all blondes start here and it's like at a two hour time point. So People like, love that. I, I know I want to be blonde. I know normally with my other stylists, I was there for about two, three hours. I'm going to book it and yep. call it a day. And if I have questions, I'll book a consultation. You should not, your clients should not be blowing up your email, blowing up your, you know, DMs, blowing up to ask a question of how much time. You want to know if you're really confused, book a consultation. Why don't you come into my space and actually decide if you want to pay me money? And now a word from our sponsors. We have partnered with Hair Story, a product line that is good for our clients, our planet, and our bank account. Have you heard of New Wash? It's like a shampoo, but actually good for your hair. New Wash is a cleansing cream that cleans and conditions without the harsh foams and damaging detergents found in traditional shampoos. Hair Story does things differently, creating more conscious options that respect the environment and your hair ecosystem. Ready to try New Wash for free? Visit hairstory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. Well, I remember, I remember working at multiple salons where the front all the front desk was was an educator and a translator. 
So what if I want? I don't want a full high, head of highlights, but I don't know what a and partial is. And they weren't hairdressers is, all the time. And they're not hairdressers. No. So they would always they would fuck up the appointments too. Even if they too. were, it yes. it, it doesn't even matter if you are because oh, you booked her for the wrong service, and it's like, well, why weren't you? You booked her for a full head of highlights, but she only wanted three foils, and you're like, it's just yeah. how it goes. But you, but that person doesn't know. And again, we made that a problem by educating people, thinking that that would help our business, and it doesn't. It makes it more confusing. I, what I love about, I, I look at airlines because we, we fly a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, Del- Which we've chosen Delta. We've chosen and Delta through. because it's consistent. But when you go on Delta, there's a lot of explanations of like who's boarding first and what. And when you go on Southwest, it's just get on. Yeah. I like Southwest version to an extent because I think people autonomously are faster that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Also, no one is um, perceived better than the other. They're all we're all herding cattle. Yeah, we're all cows on the plane. Like, like, it's like first come, first serve. Like it, it, I think just the humanity of people. I, I get and why. it's responsibility because you had to personal check responsibility. In yeah, at I, an appropriate time to get a good seat. I would never fly that way. Mm-hmm. Me either. I will not wake up to check in. I my mom does it and. She, so does my wife. And uh, there has been alarm set to check in. And I get it, <laughs> no, but no, no. No, 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 So I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that like a free-for-all is great, but there is something beneficial about letting people choose and not being too over. Like when you go to some websites, it's like, okay, do you want to sit here? Okay, would you like to add air conditioning? Okay, would you like to add a bottle of water? Okay, would you like to add? And you're like, what am I, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. That's Spirit Airline. That's Spirit, I was going to say. But I think like there's this issue in salons where it's like, we believe that if we give people more options, we'll make more money. And the it couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. My clients love the simplicity of our methods and we talk about it all the time. They love knowing exactly how much time they want to book. And if they're thinking about doing something different, we're probably discussing it in the service before. And they love that they don't have to tip and that they know the price point. There's, it's, my booking is accessible. They can plan it on their own. You know, they come in, they tell me what they want. I'm not educating them on anything. I'm quoting them in time because I know how long it's going to take for what they want. And there's, it creates more trust and rapport. Right. You know, back to like the chair, the empty chair and the marketing. I think people get really hung up on, it's my least favorite saying, the ideal client. What's your ideal client? I know. What's your ideal client? It's like, I think they're... Not an asshole. That's my ideal client. Yeah. I know what my unideal (laughs) client is. But I think... I don't want the lady that called us shitheads (laughs) or told us to eat shit as my client. I actually do want her as my... I want her to sit in my chair. I'm going to give her a bisexual haircut. (laughs) And make her love me. (laughs) So that's a callback. If you didn't listen to the last episode, you should listen to the last episode for that to make sense Mm -hmm. and to be funny. But I think all clients in that chair on a very distilled level are the same. Yeah, I agree. They want simplicity in like, like you said, time, money. Then there's what kind of hair do you want to do? Mm-hmm. That too. Because we shouldn't, we should like our jobs. You only do blonding. That's it. I don't want to do anything. Else. I don't want to cut your hair. I don't even really want to blow dry it. No, you do. I blonde. mean, I do, but. You do blonding. And I think what's cool for people that 
are really particular about what they do. Like I just do cutting. Hourly pricing is even easier. Yeah. Because you it makes sense when you narrowed it down to like it's your niche. It's your niche. Yeah. And I so if you do everything, I can see that hourly pricing can make you a little nervous. Yeah. But I think maybe that's your sign that you shouldn't do everything. And by the way, specializing is not color or cut. Specializing might be just I I I don't even do I just do balayage mm-hmm. or I just do buzz cuts and bleaching yeah. or I just do, you know. And it's okay to say, I don't do that and send them to someone that is going to take really good care of them. I I found out there was like a, there's like a redhead specialist that I know and I'm like, I never really thought about redhead specialty. But I love that. But there's cool. a market for that. Yeah, It's a very niche thing. Mm-hmm. And I think people are like, oh, the, you know, not a lot of people get red hair, but a, there's many shades of red, and also not a lot of people get not a lot of people get red hair. Go to you; they go yeah, to this person. Exactly. So, when you start narrowing down what you do as an artist, there, I think that empty chair is really interesting because that empty chair, the client in that chair wants simplicity. Every client wants simplicity. They want another time. It's going to take the money. It's going to take, and but also you. What are you? What do you do? And what do you not do? Exactly. I remember how relieving it was when I told people, I was like, I don't really do clipper cuts. Yeah. I can. I, I don't, don't want to. love it. Do you want someone that doesn't love doing a service to do your hair? And what's funny is like, I, I get, I have my hair, I, they use clippers on me. So I go to someone who loves that. That's what they do. And it's like, that's how this is supposed to work. Yeah. And the whole do everything I don't know how you can talk to that empty Leave chair. Leave that empty chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can talk to that client in an empty chair if you're going to do everything. Yeah. How do you know who you're marketing to? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the confusion right there is the lack of specializing and finding your niche and like niching down and like creating this uniqueness. I think that's, that's why this riles people up because it's they're getting upset because they know that they need to, but maybe they haven't really sat down to think about that. And I think that's like... Once I decided that I was only going to do blondes, my clientele grew so quickly because that's all I was posting. That's all I was talking about. I was happy doing it. You could see that embodying, being embodied in my work and my social media. And it was just attracting all of these clients to the point that I eventually had to keep raising my prices because I I had too many people coming in. Yeah, I think figuring out, it's not your ideal client. It's, you ideally want to do all day. Yeah. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I love my clients. I love my team. I love... What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. You're still not making enough money. You can love your team, yourself, <laughs> Maybe you should your start clients. loving money a little bit more. 